Hey there, I'm Josh Ellis, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you while on vacation in Atlanta, Georgia, with our featured guest. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and the guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at upmyinfluence.com. I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'm going to be covering what you'll save on when you buy in early spring. We're going to talk about a sensitive subject, and I am going to come out of the closet in a way regarding hair restoration. We're going to talk about the latest science on that. And uh, is that something that maybe a family member of yours should know some of the latest science and facts about? There's actually some really cool technology. And I was a guinea pig. And I'm going to share exactly what happened. So a little bit of vulnerability in this episode. And then finally, we're going to talk about laundry technology and some cool innovations there as well, particularly if you don't like bathing all your clothes in chemicals. Got some options for you. So with that, let's get going. Sometimes timing really is everything when it comes to landing a deal. Here is a quick list of the types of things you should be shopping for in March and April. And don't forget to save even more by getting cash back on all your purchases by going to savingsangel.com slash swag bucks, because you're going to be able to save money on top of savings, which I like that. It's like free money. All right. So let's talk about it. Got a short list here. So March, what should you be looking for? Well, number one is luggage. With spring break and summer vacations getting closer, luggage sales are going to be featured. So keep your eyes open for that. Also, if you want to do digital photography outside of your phone, you can get really great deals on digital cameras. They're so inexpensive right now. Now, prices often drop on digital cameras this time of year. Now, whether you're looking for a point and shoot, which again, I think you're going to find really great deals, or you might even be able to find a great deal on a fancy DSLR if you want a little start a little part-time photography business where you really want to step up your A-game. Uh, I love shooting with my DSLR and, uh, you know, get yourself a, uh, a really good lens and it really makes a difference. They just look beautiful. Anyway, if that is the case, March is the time to buy. So keep your eyes open for that. Number three, exercise equipment. With warmer weather on the way, gym equipment sales are resplendent. They, uh, gym equipment is going to get marked down and retailers need to move inventory to make sales before people move outside to work out. They got to blow out all that inventory. And finally, number four, in March, video games. Now, new games are launched for the holiday season, but then often drop in price in March after the holiday excitement has faded. You can even find good deals on consoles. So again, keep your eyes open for that. April. Let's talk about April. I've got five different categories here of things that you're going to remember this now. 
because this is the time of year to buy these things. So you might want to be jotting this down. Uh, save this podcast. Share this podcast. You could do a screenshot with your phone, post it on social media or something so that other people can take advantage of this as well. And by the way, I think you're going to want to share this episode, especially with my next segment, just in case you know someone who might be interested in the subject of hair restoration. Because again, I've got a pretty, pretty interesting story to tell. Anyway, April, number one, vacuums. It's time for spring cleaning. Make it easier on yourself with a new vacuum. They're often marked down this time of year because new models come out in the summer. Other spring cleaning items are marked down as well. So stock up. I really like getting those really great deals at Walgreens and CVS. Uh, you know, you're going to find some really great deals on cleaning supplies. So uh, load up the pantry for the year. Next, spring clothing. Now, spring may just be getting started, but retailers already need to make room for summer selections. This is also your last chance to snag major clearance prices on any remaining winter clothing. And for those of us in the South, uh, I-, I would say that you could bump that up maybe a month or so. Number three, jewelry. Mother's Day will be here before you know it, so do your shopping a little bit earlier. Keep your eyes open for deals. Look at online jewelry retailers. As long as they have a great reputation, I think you need to do a lot of research in terms of reading reviews just to make sure that people feel like they got what they pay for. But you can get such great deals um, online. Now, retailers often have markdowns during non-gift giving periods as well. So just get on get on a couple of email lists, uh, filter them so they all go to a certain folder, uh, but just keep your eye on that. Next for April, lawn and landscaping items, lawnmowers, fertilizers, and flowers. Oh my. Now, if you need to make your yard healthy and beautiful, it's likely on sale in April. You could check out the big box home improvement stores like Lowe's, Home Depot, and Menards for sales and rebates. I know I love getting those bags of bark when they go on sale for $2. Uh, I will buy a whole bunch and we'll redo all the bark around the house. Now, additionally, snow equipment for those of you in the North is put on clearance in April. So save a bundle by buying ahead for next winter. And then finally, April is actually a great time to find last minute travel deals on airfare and cruises. Uh, Speaking of great travel deals as well, I just went up to Michigan and I flew round trip. I kid you not, $77. How did I do that? Uh, This was on Allegiant Air. It's no frills uh, to be sure. and, And they don't fly out of a lot of major airlines, but but definitely check them out. Also, another thing is you can't bring anything that goes in the overhead. So the only thing I could bring was a backpack, just something to uh, shove under the seat in front of me. If you could do that and you don't need uh, assigned seats and all that other stuff, you can end up flying pretty cheap. Like I said, Orlando to Grand Rapids, Michigan, go spend time with my parents, uh, which was delightful, by the way, except it was cold with 30 mile an hour winds and, and temperatures in the 20s. That's some cold stuff. It's like being on Hoth. So anyway, why am I talking about that? Because don't forget, April, travel deals. So write that down. Remember that. Bookmark, save, share this episode so you don't forget this stuff. And of course, you can also go to Savings angel.com. And on our blog right there, it's right on the front page, scroll down and you'll see an article 
all about what to buy in spring. And uh, again, good list to keep uh, a, a handy so that you can save money. And of course, saving money is a huge part of living abundantly. Do you know anyone in your life who's been considering a hair restoration program? Let me introduce you to a great friend of mine, Dr. Daniel A. Daniel. He's the founder of North Atlanta Hair Restoration, just north of Atlanta in the Alpharetta area. And uh, look, I was experiencing the middle age creep of my hairline up on the uh, front and uh, on the crown of my head. And you know, TV, all that stuff. It, it Should it bother me? Oh, no, probably not. And I talk about this in my conversation with Dr. Daniel. And, and, and I hope you don't mind me being a little vulnerable with you. But uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the stigma. And I'm going to share with you kind of my before and after experience and whether or not I think that this is a good process. Because again, this is something I've been kind of keeping an eye on for a long time and keeping an eye on the industry. And honestly, uh, I, I did not want to do some of those invasive procedures of the uh, of the past. Uh, but Dr. Daniel uses a revolutionary new hair restoration system. It doesn't involve any cutting or moving around parts of your scalp. It's way less invasive. Uh, it's nearly pain-free. And honestly, my hair hasn't looked this good since my 20s. And what I want you to do is go to savingsangel.com forward slash hair, and I'll get you connected with Dr. Daniel. Ask him any question you want. He's a good guy. He's going to spend some time with you, answer your questions, and and you can decide if if this is a fit for you. If nothing else, I want you to just at least do a little bit more research on it, whether you're male or female, because Dr. Daniel is is such a good guy and he does a great job. So with that, let's get to my conversation with Dr. Daniel A. Daniel, founder of North Atlanta Hair Restoration. All right, so we're actually here with Dr. Daniel A. Daniel, MD at North Atlanta Hair Restoration. And we're going to talk about a subject that I think needs to be talked about a little bit more. And that is the subject of, of hair restoration, because I think there are a lot of people that have a lot of questions. I think that this is an, a, a, a space that has seen a lot of technical evolution, especially over the past decade, over the past 10 years. And I think that there's maybe still a lot of outdated information online and otherwise. And so, Dr. Daniel, I'm hoping that that you can kind of let us know what has evolved over the past 10 years. And if anyone, maybe they've looked at hair restoration in the past, maybe why they might consider taking a second look now sure. uh, because of that evolution in technology. Yes. Well, uh, there's no question hair restoration has uh, evolved. Back in the old days, uh, everyone associated hair transplant with plugs, you know, yeah. where, where people had almost like a doll's hair type. Uh, Not a good look. Not now, a good look. <laughs> and what would happen is uh, it was about an eight millimeter, you know, circular uh, full thickness skin graft, and they would plug out the front, sew it in. And so you would have really thick hair and then gaps of skin, and it just didn't look real. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of people, and but a lot of people did great with that, but there were a lot of people that didn't do so great. Mm. So it put kind of a black mark on the whole concept of hair transplant and hair restoration in general, and it made it to where people thought, oh, I don't want an unnatural look, and I'm not even going to consider it. Yeah. And it was embarrassing to right. even bring it up. 
Yeah. So, um, and then I think the next phase maybe would have been the, where we're going to cut a, make a big incision in the back of your head. Sure. And, And that's called the strip procedure, which is still a very, you know, bonafide procedure. And I'm, I don't do the strip procedure. I do what's called FUE, but about it's le- actually less than 50% as of two years ago, uh, do the strip. It's about 45% right now, based on some recent data where, uh, you know, there's kind of a strip of hair bearing scalp that's excised. And then all the hair within that strip is then used to make single follicle all the way up to about four follicle grafts. What I do is kind of a a more evolved and newer technique where you don't end up with a linear scar. There can be some very small scarring if you shaved your head, but not uh, a linear scar. And I think the linear scar uh, is becoming less and less popular. Uh, The fact of the matter is we end up with the same product, which are single follicle grafts uh, and it that can include one hair all the way up to four hairs yeah so so just to be clear so what we're talking about as opposed to you know and taking that all that thing so what you're doing is you're actually going through and uh as i mentioned if if you saw me mention this in my email or on social media I had this procedure just under a year ago, and uh, we'll talk about my own experience here in just a moment. But what we're talking about is you actually go through, take individual hairs, take everything with it out, and then then transplant all those individual yes. hairs one by one. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so so that is so if you could kind of continue on. That's that's my layman's explanation sure. of how it works. I also have had hair transplant. Uh, in fact, this is all hair transplant. I would be pretty uh, much hairless up top without it. Uh, I had the same procedure, follicular unit excision. It used to be called follicular unit extraction, but it, FUE is what we, we call it. And that means individual follicles are taken. We generally use a punch that's less than a millimeter, and that's a very small punch. And so some people would say, I don't know how you can do this as a physician. It seems too painstaking, but we just take random hairs uh, from uh, just in front of the ear, the whole way to the back. Now we can take those hairs because they don't have certain receptors that cause hair loss. So uh, when you move them, they keep the same genetics and they become permanent. Wow. So, uh, but essentially I can take single hair follicle grafts and I do need a certain percentage because we put them up front to soften the hairline to make it more natural, all the way up to three and four hair grafts where you have more hair, more volume. But if you put them up front, they can look too pluggy and unnatural. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a, a definite kind of finesse, uh, a lot of artistic kind of creation as you develop a hairline and develop this soft pattern that looks mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. The hair restoration for me has created a younger version of myself, Yeah, which has been great. So let's talk about that because um, I I think over the past number of years, I think people have uh, been much more open about talking about hair restoration, just like we talk about dentistry. So if you're a parent and your kids, um, like if they've got jacked up teeth or you've got jacked up teeth, generally here in the United States, we have no problem in getting that taken care of. And in fact, if you were to ask a friend, you're like, man, I'm really insecure about this giant, you know, crooked tooth that I've got. And your friend is probably going to say, 
we'll go get that taken care of. Exactly. Like that makes sense. So uh, in the United States now, I, I think especially with the technology, with the, the process that you use, it's so non-invasive that I think you're seeing more and more people just like, well, yeah, man, if it bothers you, go take care of it. It's not a big deal. Yes. And so I think in the past, maybe there was a stigma over, oh, well, you're being insecure, blah, blah, blah. You look fine. Still, again, because of advancement technology, I think it just makes it so much more accessible and it's so less invasive. And we're talking not just, we're talking about men and women. Hair loss issues uh, affect a a number of people. I I could probably talk about maybe the percentage of population who would be a really great candidate. Well, uh, there are over 100 million people with some degree of hair loss in this country alone. You know, it kind of goes with the decades. If, you know, 50% of 50-year-olds have significant hair loss, like visible scalp, all the way up in the 80s. I mean, it's a small percentage of people, especially males that have no hair loss for the duration of their lifespan. With women, I mean, if, if you think of kind of the wigs of, of, of old, I mean, women have been suffering from hair loss. They suffer from things apart from what the guys do. I mean, most of the time with the guys, it's like 98, 99% related to genetics, Yeah, related to something called dihydrotestosterone, DHT. They have receptors in these hairs, and those receptors essentially kill the hair. Mm-hmm. It miniaturizes, and then it goes dormant to skin, and then you, you need to bring, do hair transplant or some other things we'll get into on the medical side of things. For women, they don't get as much of the skin conversion, but they get general thinning. Their hairline oftentimes is retained, or they get some temporal recession but the loss of volume can be significant. Yeah. They also get a lot of shedding issues from thyroid dysfunction, anemia, you know, inflammatory conditions, vitamin D deficiency. A lot more they're a lot more sensitive to that than they are to uh, than the guys are. Yeah. Um, the guys, it's almost always male pattern hair loss. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so we've put a link directly to your site that explains the process that you do. And what's it called again? Follicular unit excision. Okay. F-U-E. F-U-E. So as a, as a consyndicated consumer guy, obviously I'm someone that's going to do a lot of research before I make an investment in something like that. And so, uh, as I did that, I really found, and I found this really surprising that you're actually one of the few doctors that has really built up a strong, uh, a strong reputation as being a great provider of this service. Like I said, once I learned about it and I learned about the different types, there was no question about it. Sure. Yeah. So so, uh, my technique is definitely unique. I've talked to doctors from uh, different parts of the world uh, at our conferences, which is really an international society. Talked to a lot of doctors in this country and they're surprised at what we do. So all this evolved out of my own experience. So when I had my hair transplant, I had my head shaved. And it really bothered me. Uh, my wife and I are social people. We're, you know, involved in the school and and uh, just being around patients. Uh, I felt very isolated, having a mm-hmm. weird haircut uh, for about you know three to four weeks. And I had a lot of patients that were in sales, high level jobs, even just mm-hmm. normal people that wanted total concealment. I've had people not even want their spouse to know. Yeah. Uh, so this is a very private thing. So. I felt I need to be a provider that can address this concealability issue. I went through it. 
and I don't want my patients to go through that level of depression unless they are they already have short hair and we and we can do what's called a shave case. Mm-hmm. But FUE, those hairs have to be short. So we either shave the whole head to get them short and we take random hairs, or we go through and individually cut random hairs, make them short, leave everything else long, leave the donor site concealed. Mm-hmm. And that's where people can actually do this procedure, even large procedures, maybe take do it on a Friday or, or a Thursday, go through the weekend, go to work, and nobody knows that they had anything done. Yeah. So if I could just kind of explain my experience with this. So, you know, on the side right here, it's not long, but it would still be normally, you'd still have to shave it normally. Yes. So how I remember it is you actually would just do a little micro shave around the little, I take small uh, surgical scissors and I yes, open it as just, I don't take big swaths No. So that process was generally about how long. So I had, I think, 1,500 here mm-hmm. on the crown. And you've seen my before and after, so you could see what a difference it is. And then I had 500 here, which mm-hmm. is fantastic because this has always been just kind of weirdly, gets, yeah. yeah. So able to bring the the um, the the front um, down just a little bit, which is just I'm really really happy with. Generally, so for if we're talking about two thousand follicles, about uh, I forget about how long it took us, but it was most of the day, or uh, maybe yes. a l- little bit more than half the day, if I recall. No, no, it, I mean the whole procedure takes an entire day, mm-hmm. um, starting at seven. Usually for two thousand grafts, usually done by about five. Mm-hmm. But we have breaks built in. Um, we provide lunch. It's mm-hmm. a very comfortable day, especially since we do oral sedation. We do I do specialized neuroblock, so it's a very painless procedure. Yeah, doing the shaveless procedure. Not a lot of providers do it because it is extremely hard. It's kind of like driving down a road in a snowstorm. You just have to kind of slow down. You have more obstacles, but you're going to get to your destination. The grass are exactly the same, but the donor site is concealed. And once we get everything cleaned and blow dried and people leave and they look almost like they did when they came in, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Or their spouse comes in, they're, they're expecting to see bandages on the head, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, a lot of yeah. blood or anything. Uh, we pride ourselves in really having people leave in a very dignified, clean manner. Yeah. You know, it just starts things off correctly. Oh, it was great. It was, there was no downtime. I, I wore a hat maybe yes. off and on for the first week. And then after that, it was fine. And then, so can you kind of explain then what happened? So it's not like you show up and all of a sudden, bam, you've got a full head of hair. That's not how it works. No, um, because, you know, the hairs that we graft, they're not long hairs, although we're, we're, we're trying to work on doing long hair transplant. Uh-huh. You know, they are short. So there are some small, you know, scabs that are produced. Mm-hmm. Now, the punches, like I said, are less than a millimeter, generally 0.9 millimeters, which is small. But there's a small skin tag and the hair is there. We want people to do an aggressive washing program. And the way we do it, we don't add extra fluid to kind of lift the skin off the scalp to make things easier. Mm-hmm. We minimize how much, but we get, you know, incredible anesthesia. And, and all that goes into play to make this part less conceal- or more concealable, especially mm-hmm. if you have hair. It's, it can be very concealable where you can comb over. If it's just skin, there's going to be some marks there. But generally what happens is the hair that we place, the stem cells around the hair will go into shock. 
and the hair continues to grow. So that hair kind of gets shed. Mm-hmm. The graft goes dormant for about three to four months. And generally, after four months, boom, the hair starts growing. Yeah. So in a way, it's a good thing because um, you kind of get through the the initial couple of days. Yep. And then it goes dormant, and then it starts to grow. Right. And the, it kind of grows in thin, gets thicker, thicker. And it almost takes about nine to 12 months to completely evolve. You know, people that are, say, co-workers. Yeah. They're not going to really They're just kind of seeing this gradual change. And then, you know, when it all comes in, they say, man, you yeah. look good. That's exactly <laughs> what. So the people who hadn't seen me for quite a while, yes. they're like, and it's so funny. I was having a Skype conversation with someone who's like, you look good. And he's like, you could tell, like, he couldn't really quite figure it out. Exactly. He kept looking at me, I know. <laughs> and, yes. which is great. I mean, yes. I think that's what you want. You know, you don't want to just show up like, whoa, looks like somebody got some work done. Yeah. And, and this is not like my dad's favorite joke is the three stages of life, youth, middle age, and you look good. This is... <laughs> You look good. It's a younger yeah. version of, of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about was, so someone might be doing some research, maybe in their local area, maybe they're on the West Coast in, in Atlanta. Look, Atlanta's really easy to get to. And so if you fly in, um, make a weekend out of it or make a couple of days out of it if you want to. Atlanta's a great city. Uh, coming up from Orlando. Particularly Alpharetta. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really, really is beautiful. And so we, we love come make it a couple of days of it. But um, one thing I, I really, again, here's the consumer advocate in me kind of coming out. Uh, you talked about some alternate, some, some other procedures that are still being done in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will see as a consumer, guys, I'll see the billboards that are, you know, it's just, it seems a little sketchy. And so one thing I'd really like to do is make sure to kind of put a warning out uh, Dr. Daniel, you're a medical doctor. Yeah. You've been in this field for a long time. Um, you know, I didn't want to trust my scalp uh, to just some weird, you know, $2 per follicle, you know, call now, you know, something sketchy. I wanted to make sure that I was working with someone who had a great reputation sure. in the industry and you do. Well, he, he, I am one of a handful of doctors that actually does the entire case. So, Anything that kind of punctures the skin is me. Mm-hmm. I do so. I do all the heavy lifting, but I have technicians that make the day more comfortable for the patient. For one, they help me pull the grafts after I loosen them up and core them, uh, and they also load what are called implanter pens. That's how we place the grafts. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of practices that use unlicensed technicians, and it's a real problem. In fact. Our society, which is the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgeons, the ISHRS, you can go to ishrs.org. They have a very big warning, you know, sticker on their website yeah. um, or message, basically saying, "Really do your homework," uh, yeah. because unfortunately, there have actually been some real problems, you know, complications from unlicensed technicians literally doing the entire case with no physician even around Mm -hmm. and you know that's the part on the on the procedure side the other thing is this is not a sales job this is not this is a medical evaluation that is required right from the start of the consultation you know for me my goal when making this practice was i would never sell anything to anybody that i would make recommendations they are the consumer I am providing a service. Mm-hmm. They will make their decision whether they want to go with me or not. But in, in, in saying that, I am looking at 
all the medical aspects. I'm looking at laboratory results. I'm looking at different alopecias. There are over three or 400 reasons for hair loss. This is not a sales you know, uh, thing to say, oh, yeah, it's pattern hair loss. Well, it might not be. It could be something else. In fact, some of the alopecias, hair transplant, or some of the medical things we do are contraindicated. Um, the other thing is it's not all about hair transplant. We need to determine, first of all, are you really even a candidate for hair transplant? Are there, are there other things that we can do, especially with women? You know, hair transplant, I don't do really large cases on because they can tend to shed mm. with larger cases. So do I want to put one of my female patients in a position where like three months later, they have a lot of shedding and yeah. they're unhappy? Right. You know, right. I, I just don't want to go down that road. But if I build a relationship and we talk facts and come up with a game plan, both on the medical side and on the hair restoration, maybe hair surgery side, then they feel comfortable to say, this is going to be a process. We're going to lead you down the road. We, I've kind of brought up some of the medical aspects of things. Um, we do the platelet-rich plasma injection therapy, which is becoming big. PRP. PRP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where we, uh, we do it on pretty much all of our hair transplant procedures because platelets have a lot of growth factors, so it helps the grafted area. Mm -hmm. But most of my patients have existing hair, kind of like you. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we want to keep and maintain what you have yeah. and build up uh, hair that's maybe struggling. Uh, but that can also be done in and of itself. Uh, there are some other uh, things. We've, we've also done some fat grafting to the scalp as people uh, lose uh, hair. Uh, the, actually, the fat content goes down. So mm. I kind of, in Georgia, we have Georgia red clay. So let's say you're building a house and you put uh, uh, turf right on red clay. Well, guess what? <laughs> that grass would never grow to be strong because the roots can't penetrate the red clay. Uh -huh. You'd have to put topsoil down. So uh, thick hair, actually, the bulb likes to sit in the fat. Uh -huh. So by adding more fat, you're adding a way for the bulb to actually penetrate the dermis more. Great. And it also communicates to make thicker hair. So mm. uh, these are some of the things that we're, that we're doing for patients in addition to just hair transplant. Um, so Dr. Daniel, one thing we kind of talked about a little bit earlier is, um, is someone who gets hair procedure, is it because they're being vain? No. Um, you know, vanity is oftentimes something that we talk about, and it's a real issue with patients because they feel like, am I being vain? I just don't want to be selfish. I feel like I don't deserve this in a, mm. in a weird way. You know, hair is very devastating. In fact, there have been studies that have given different cosmetic things like skin conditions or scarring or, you know, just things that uh, people get worked on all the time. Uh, hair is the most uh, psychologically purging out mm. of all of them uh, for most people. So, but unfortunately, because of the history and, and, and everything else, people just aren't willing to take that. And they also think it's a vanity issue. Mm. But you can really look younger, feel younger. And it's such a subtle thing oftentimes, especially when there's existing hair, that it's people are literally, wow. Yeah. 
I will be the first to say, I mean, it, uh, it bothered me. Uh, and I thought about it on a daily basis. And so uh, I might be considered weak uh, for admitting that, you know, I, I had uh, experiences with uh, YouTube commenters, <laughs> one of my kids had made some comments when I was in the pool. And, you know, it's like, unfortunately, it's like, all you need is that one my, my comment are, and it's like, oh, my and kids it, are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love them, but kids are, you know, kids are, they're just going to say whatever they're thinking. Uh, yeah. I'd be insecure. Like if someone was taking a photo and the back of my head uh, was, was there, I would constantly think about it. I would think about it. Like if I was ever like ducking down, yes. I think everyone has insecurities. I think yes. Brene Brown has done fantastic work in terms of, you know, vulnerability and, you know, just it's, it's okay for us to talk about these things that um, maybe we have some insecurities around. And, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, I think the good news is I think that the stigma has kind of been has slowly kind of gone away. Yes. And and I think so many people now look at it. It's like, you got jacked up teeth, go to the dentist. Okay. You're not happy about your hair. Well, go find somebody sure. who can provide great consultation and service around that. And so what ne- what's the next step? So if someone's like, you know, I'd like to learn more about this. So obviously, yeah. you've got a great website that has lots of great information. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, you have to educate yourself. But at the same time, you can be overeducated mm-hmm. because it's it's like the wild, wild west. I mean, there are multiple procedures. And uh, we have a special program called Clara, which has been awesome, where we um, actually can communicate in texting. Texting actually works better and it's very, it's all compliance, HIPAA compliant, where they can send pictures and we can communicate at their time that works. It's mm-hmm. harder to set up a video consultation. Mm-hmm. They have to be in front of the computer at a certain time. Yeah, Everybody has busy lives and the texting works great. And I usually have about eight to 10 conversations a day. I do all the consults if they come in um, and I also do all the Clara discussions. You know, oftentimes people know exactly what they went. They've been through like four or five different consults and they like our process and they say, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, Other times it is a process. I may be the first consult and I encourage them, please do more research. You're not educated. I don't think you have a comfort level and you need to develop that comfort level. Right. And that means possibly reaching out to other doctors, seeing what they have to offer. I am very busy. I know you've got a little bit of a waiting list. But but without doing a sales approach. Yeah. And I think that is what uh, is important. Yeah. And and the reason I wanted to do this interview is because I, I really like, I, I, I know that there are a lot of people with a lot of great questions and I want to serve them. But I, I also want to just add my testimonial. Like I could not have possibly asked for anything more on the front end, the day of the procedure, and then the post care was fantastic. I mean, it is, you run a great office. Going from traditional medicine to what I do in hair restoration, especially when you're spending an entire day with one patient, you get to really kind of meet and talk and get to know patients so much more than what a typical doctor can do in a 10 to 15 Mm -hmm. minute visit. And so our practice is definitely relationship driven, but with that relationship, I don't hang anything to say, well, if you do this for me and we don't push sales, we're there for people. Um, we're again, a doctor's office. And even with Clara, I use it only for communication through me. I don't send flyers on there or promotions or anything like that. 
That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So, Dr. Daniel A. Daniel yes. with North Atlanta Hair Restoration got links to all of the, a lot of the information that we talked about. Direct links to great articles on your own website, videos, uh, before and after photos. You can see my before and after photos. Uh, Dr. Daniel, thank you so much for your thank time. You. Thank you so much for the amazing procedure. I'm I'm very, very happy with it. It impacts my daily life, and I couldn't be more happy about it. So, Dr. Daniel, thank you so much. Thank you. So for more details and pictures and everything else, I want you to go to savingsangel.com forward slash hair. And you can see my before and after photo. Uh, check it out. Again, that's savingsangel.com angel.com forward slash hair and get connected with Dr. Daniel. Give him a call, ask some questions, even if you're just kind of toying around with the idea. You know, you could price it out, try to figure out uh, if this would fit in your budget, how that might look. But I can tell you, I've done a lot of research. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people. Dr. Daniel is a good guy. They did a fantastic job savingsangel.com forward slash hair and you can get connected with dr daniel see all the before and after photos and decide for yourself and and figure out if this is something that you or a loved one uh would would like to consider for themselves (laughs) now when it comes to your laundry detergent are you over pouring and overpaying you should not be paying for unnecessary chemicals and additives okay that's what drops is all about drops with two p's that's d-r-o-p-p-s detergent pods pass on artificial colors and icky chemicals and they pass the savings to you i'm a super fan i use it for all my laundry now i love the way that they smell when they come out of the dryer, washer and dryer. Now with Drops laundry detergent pods, they're half the cost compared to leading detergent brands and wash plans are less than your monthly Netflix subscription. By selling direct to you, Drops avoids the middleman. It offers the products for a fraction of the price offered by their competitors. Use less, save more. That's the convenience of Drops. And so go to drops.com slash savings angel. That's one word, savings angel, lots of savings, one angel. And if you do that, and only if you do that, you're going to get an extra 30% off your first order of convenient, plastic-free, eco-friendly cleaning. Again, this is less than the cost of a Netflix subscription, and you don't have to use those artificial colors and icky chemicals. Now, Drops detergent formulas offer a plant-based, chlorine-free, biodegradable way to take care of your home. Now, one of the things my wife, my beautiful wife, Jenny, loves about Drops is that she can add natural essential oils to the laundry. I did too, to get her favorite scents. Now, if you're not as familiar with essential oils as my wife is, Drops offers a scent booster and fabric softener pod as well. Now, the mineral-based pods, they're non-toxic. They contain natural essential oils and leave your clothes with long-lasting freshness from wash to wash. Now, I don't know. I suppose all the chemical stuff, uh, normal chemical cleaners are tested and all that stuff, but I don't know, man. Now, after doing a little bit of research on this, I just feel weird about 
you know, especially like some of those fabric softeners that could be kind of uh, over the top. I'm not sure I want my kids drinking that up on their skin. Now, drops are never tested on animals. They believe in kindness and not taking harmful shortcuts. Drops products are packaged in the most sustainable way. They're plastic-free, compostable box doubles as the shipping container. It's actually really cool. So, you can also subscribe at drops.com slash savings angel. That's D-R-O-P-P-S dot com slash savings angel. And you can save an extra 20% with automatic drops wash plans, which you can always cancel. So why not? I like saving extra money. No membership fees. No gotchas. You can skip, delay, or modify your order at any time. And the best part, free shipping on all orders. So again, drops, two P's, dot com slash savings angel and enter the code savings angel. That's savings with an S, angel, A-N-G-E-L, lots of savings, one angel, to get an extra 30% off your first order of convenient, plastic-free, eco-friendly cleaning. Every drops counts. Now, if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute to leave a five-star review in iTunes? By doing so, you help us get this podcast out to more people. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. And as always, if you have any specific questions or there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, you could drop me a comment in the podcast feedback. Write to me in our private Facebook group. Just search Savings Angel in Facebook. You'll find us. Or call our podcast hotline right now. It's going to go to voicemail, but I promise I listen to every single message. I read every single email that comes in. It will come to me. So you call this run number right now. I'd love to hear you. 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'm going to answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. With that, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening. We'll redo all the bark around the house.